Welcome to the Data Center of the Future podcast series. I'm Jeff Johnson. Our last podcast provided a great overview of wireless technologies, particularly when you use it with your notebook computer. This time we're going to do a little bit deeper dive into mobile broadband, since this seems to be the enabling technology that helps laptop users like me go anywhere. We'll talk about why you should care, what the different standards are, not only in the U.S., but in other countries, and look at the technologies, both in insertable cards and embedded technology in computers, that actually enable this. With me today is Kirk Nybert, Global Product Manager for Wireless Technologies at Dell. Welcome, Kirk. Hi, Jeff. Good to be here. Kirk, in our previous podcast, uh, one of the things that we talked about was mobile broadband. And since then, I've seen a lot of press and a lot more information about mobile broadband. So why is it generating so much buzz these days? Yeah, mobile broadband is is a very interesting technology. And Dell, we've been committed to this technology for quite some time. I think what's really interesting now is, is just to see how the technology has evolved and the things that you can do with mobile broadband now, given the speeds that are available and the coverage footprints that the carriers are rapidly deploying. And I think what you're seeing is a lot more attention or, or a lot more buzz generated by the carriers themselves as they look to promote the aspects of these mobile broadband networks. I would think that the biggest users of mobile broadband would be business users like traveling business users and salespeople and stuff like that. Is that really true, or is that what you're finding? I think that's a really big piece of it. There certainly is a natural benefit to being able to use this type of technology if you are a field-based knowledge worker or a salesperson out in the field who is away from the office on a regular basis but still needs to have connectivity. What's interesting, though, is at Dell, what we're finding is that this mobile broadband technology really encompasses a broad set of users. So in addition to the knowledge-based field workers that we just talked about, we're also seeing very strong demand from small and medium business owners who use this technology both in the office as well as when they go to visit clients. And the other interesting aspect is we're seeing a lot of consumer users gravitating toward this technology as well. In some cases, they may be replacing their their cable modem service at home or their DSL service at home, and they're getting the same type of connectivity speeds, but now they're adding the added benefit of ubiquity of coverage and freedom to be able to move around and use the technology. I understand that users can get broadband as either an external card or an embedded option in the PC itself. So why would you want to do mobile broadband as embedded rather than external? What are the advantages and disadvantages of each of those? That's a good question. And and maybe to answer it, think about how the technology has evolved from some of the other wireless technologies that we talked about in the last podcast, particularly in the Wi-Fi arena. When Wi-Fi first came on the, uh, the scene, oh, six or seven years ago. It was an external PC card that you plugged into your notebook computer and you hooked it up to a router. As the technology evolved and as more and more users began to gravitate towards the technology, it made sense from a a manufacturing perspective to go ahead and integrate that technology right into the notebook. We're seeing a similar progression now on the mobile broadband side, where historically, you know, what you've seen is the external PC card or the newer generation express card. And, and those cards still exist and they still have a lot of usage. But as the technology improves and, and as more and more users start getting accustomed to using mobile broadband, you're starting to see the PC manufacturers like Dell take the next step and integrate this technology directly into the notebook. Now, this offers a number of advantages. 
The first advantage, obviously, is convenience. When it's integrated into the notebook, now you no longer have an external card that you need to remember to bring with you when you're traveling. You no longer have an external card that can be lost, that can be broken, that can be damaged. Everything is integrated right into the notebook. The other advantage that you see from an integrated solution is really performance-based. And if you think about how wireless technology works in general, and, and specifically mobile broadband, you're essentially trying to get a signal from a tower to, to drive performance on your notebook. And a notebook is a very noisy piece of equipment. And by noisy, I mean it generates a lot of interference that can potentially detract from the ability to receive that wireless signal. And if you think about how a PC card or an express card is implemented, the antenna in that card is part of the card itself. And when you slide that card into a notebook PC card slot or an express card slot, now your antenna is actually sitting right next to all those noisy components on the motherboard. In the case of an embedded solution, what we've done at Dell is we take those mobile broadband antennas and we integrate them in the display back, the top of the display back, which is as far away from that noisy componentry of the motherboard as you can get, and that translates into better performance from an internal versus an external standpoint. And then from an enterprise user perspective, you know, think about asset management, right? When you have a bunch of external cards that you're assigning to users, that's another asset that you have to keep track of. They can be stolen. They can be stolen. They can be lost. When it's integrated into the notebook, now you're tracking one asset, the notebook with the integrated technology right into it. I can see having an embedded card being a lot more convenient, particularly when the machine is designed to optimize it. But doesn't that lock you into whatever the carrier is that's offered by the computer manufacturer? It really doesn't. And, and the reason it doesn't is because Dell is a standards-based company. And when we've integrated the technology into the notebook, we've done it in a standards-based fashion. So it's a standards-based card that goes into a slot inside the notebook. And that card is... It's the same card regardless of which carrier you're using, which technology you're using. The antennas that it connects to are also carrier and technology interoperable. So if you do decide to change carriers or maybe you want to change technologies, you have the ability to do that simply by putting a new card into the notebook. In addition to that, one of the advantages of Dell's build-to-order model is that we have pre-built the antennas and the connectors into the notebooks themselves. So even if you choose not to get an embedded option when you buy the notebook at point of sale, you have the ability to, at some point down the road, switch from an external card to an integrated option. We'll sell you the card, and it's simply a matter of putting that into the notebook, attaching the cables, and now you have an integrated option. I would think over the long term and maybe in the future, it would reduce the need to have as much physical office space as well because it makes it easier and easier for, for people to be mobile. And one of the drivers for this is just how fast the technology has evolved. And historically, and again, we talked about this in the last podcast, the speeds are relatively slow, and it was a relatively painful experience to try to use a cellular network to do any type of data communication. What's interesting is that now as the speeds have really become comparable to working in an office LAN environment, it changes the behavior of an end user. Whereas before, the end user or, or the user of the service might have thought twice about, okay, 
do I really want to open up my notebook, try to connect to the cellular network? It's going to take me forever to upload this file. Well, maybe I won't do that, and, and I'll wait until I get back into, into my office environment to do that. That mindset has changed now because now when you have this broadband capability built right into your notebook, you don't think twice about doing it. You know that you have the ability to do it. The propensity to get onto the network and actually get work done is much higher in this environment. In our last podcast, we talked about different flavors of wireless. So my guess is that there are different flavors of broadband. Can you tell us the different flavors and what they are? There are different flavors of mobile broadband technology. And really, there are two main standards that are in widespread use today. What you see, in, if we just look at the U.S., for example, uh, basically we, we see technologies called EVDO, which stands for Evolution Data Optimized, and we see HSPA, and that stands for High Speed Packet Access. I don't think people need to get hung up so much on the names of the technologies. Just remember that they both offer fairly compelling performance from a throughput perspective, and the ability to get these high speeds is becoming more and more prevalent. So just to dive into it a little bit deeper, so I mentioned EVDO. That's a technology that's offered by Verizon Wireless and Sprint in the U.S. There's also, if we look from a worldwide perspective, there's pockets of EVDO coverage in Asia, primarily Japan and South Korea. And then from the other technology standard, HSPA, it's part of the GSM family of technologies, and that's really the prevalent standard throughout Europe right now. Most, if not all, of the European carriers are offering some flavor of the GSM family, be it HSPA or its earlier incarnation, UMTS. We also see some evidence of UMTS or HSPA in the Asian carrier community as well. Kirk, you mentioned U.S. carriers, so let's talk a little bit about carriers in the rest of the world. I talked about how HSPA is really your your dominant standard throughout Europe. And, and some of the bigger carriers who are offering HSPA technology today are companies like Vodafone. They have a, a fairly wide European footprint. They offer that service in a number of European countries, as well as Asia, I should add. Other big European carriers offering HSPA service are T-Mobile, Telefonica, O2, Orange, and Telesonera in the Nordics. We talked in our last podcast about the fact that mobile broadband requires a subscription. So tell us about the costs and and what to look for and what kinds of technology you should be buying. It's a good point, and it's one of the things that, that I think really we need to keep in mind when you compare this to the other wireless technologies is that this mobile broadband technology is very comparable to, to a cell phone. And I talked before about how we've integrated the cell phone technology into the notebook now, but that comes with the cost of a subscription to a carrier network. So similar to you know when you go off and, and get a cell phone with a carrier, you're paying for a bucket of minutes. When you buy the mobile broadband technology, that also requires a subscription to a carrier network. And in most cases, carriers offer monthly plans where they offer unlimited data during the month or, or some cap on data usage during the month for a flat rate monthly fee. Now, again, some carriers, particularly Verizon Wireless, they've been very aggressive in promoting the session-based plans or pay-as-you-go plans. Exactly. And what that means is that instead of committing to a one-year or two-year contract, you can actually use the service on an as-needed basis. You simply sign up for 24 hours of access at a time, and then you need it, and then you use it when and where you need it. That's another avenue for folks to consider 
if they feel like they, they're not going to be using it on, on a regular basis but still want the benefits of a mobile broadband experience uh, at some times. And what do these plans generally cost? In the U.S., you're, you're looking at probably about $60 a month for unlimited data. That's the retail rate. And corporations can usually drive lower pricing based on, on volume, volume discounts. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk about security. Sure. Why isn't security as big an issue here as it is with local area wireless? Primarily, it's, it's because you're, looking, you're using carrier-grade infrastructure, carrier-grade networks right now. And part of that is, is the frequencies where the wireless signals operate on. In local area, you're using unlicensed frequencies in the, in the 2400 megahertz or 2.4 gigahertz space, whereas the carriers are, are operating on licensed frequencies that they license from the federal governments. So there's an inherent security aspect built into the fact that it's operating on licensed frequencies. And then the air interface technologies I talked about previously, like EVDO and, and, and HSPA, have encryption built into them as part of the basic service offering. Being able to connect to a carrier network is inherently more secure because, again, it's carrier-managed, it's carrier-grade infrastructure, as opposed to a a traditional Wi-Fi or or local area network where it's incumbent upon the owner or the operator of that network infrastructure to make sure that the encryption is in place. Let's talk a little bit about the future. Sure. Uh, My guess is that there is an awful lot of technology that's being applied a new technology that's coming up. So what does the future hold? Well, I think you're going to continue to see evolution on the uh, on the technology landscape. Uh, you know, I mentioned EVDO and HSPA, and uh, carriers are in various stages of upgrading that technology as well. So although today we're seeing relatively fast performance on these networks, I think we can expect to see even better performance as the carriers deploy the newer technology going forward. Another interesting area to watch is what's going on in the WiMAX space. I think uh, there's been a lot of a lot of buzz recently uh, about WiMAX, primarily driven by folks like or companies like Intel and Sprint, who Sprint has come out and announced that they're building a nationwide WiMAX infrastructure. Now, WiMAX is is a competing technology to what the current carriers are offering today in terms of EVDO and HSPA, and even in the case of Sprint, it's competing technology to their own EVDO network. I think it's a little too early to speculate on what type of performance you'll see from a WiMAX network compared to a EVDO or an HSPA network, but we're encouraged by the fact that Sprint is, is actually driving this network build-out. And Adele, we're watching very closely and and looking to see where it makes sense to integrate WiMAX technology into our notebooks. Okay, so I feel a lot more educated about mobile broadband. So let's kind of wrap this up and talk about the main takeaways that you want people to remember from this podcast. If, If we were to leave them with a couple of things to remember, what would they be? First and foremost, the mobile broadband technology is real. It's here today. It's in use. These networks are being deployed all over the world. Carriers have invested a substantial amount of of money in building out these high-speed networks. And PC manufacturers like Dell have invested a lot of resources in bringing this technology into the notebooks themselves. The technology is here. It's real. It works. It works very well. It really provides a level of freedom and ubiquity in terms of being able to maintain communications wherever you are. That really does change the way that people can 
work. Being able to have that constant communications, that constant connectivity, really is a benefit that until you actually have a chance to use it, it's hard to appreciate. But again, I mean, we're talking about mobile broadband technologies, high-speed connectivity in a ubiquitous environment, and that's pretty exciting. This has been a great overview. Thanks for your time. Thank you. I enjoyed it. What impresses me is how far mobile technology has come. The download speeds when you're wireless are so much faster than they were just a few years ago. What I heard was that an embedded card is certainly more convenient in a notebook computer, that there are different standards, and you pick a standard really depending upon coverage area of where you'll be traveling. For more information, go to dell.com slash mobile broadband. I want to thank our listeners for stopping by and invite you to listen to the next edition of Data Center of the Future podcast series sponsored by Dell. (laughs) 